Hey guys, hope you're all well. Welcome to Finding Yourself, the podcast series dedicated to movie, TV, sports and gaming. I'm your host Kyle Duffy and in today's episode I wanted to do something a tiny bit different. In my last podcast episode I talked a bit about wanting to expand out the content of my podcast, talk about different things I'm interested in. You know, when I started this podcast it was mainly just focused on movies and TV, doing reviews and having discussions around that. I've expanded out since talking about sports and gaming and I wanted to use today's episode to kind of do a premiere episode on true crime. I'm really interested in true crime. I have, I'd say, an unhealthy obsession with watching true crime documentaries. Me and my girlfriend Leanne love it and can't get enough of it to be honest if we're watching documentaries it's a true crime documentary so today will be the first episode of finding yourself in the dark like that i came up with it myself but yeah finding yourself in the dark these episodes will be focused solely on true crime talking about different podcasts i listen to different youtubers i watch that talk about true crime and talking about different serial killer documentaries and true crime documentaries i watch as well i hope you all enjoy this kind of content i know that true crime is very popularized nowadays you know there's countless netflix shows based on true crime there's countless movies going up based around true crime serial killers and serial murders and stuff like that you know it's very popularized nowadays like everyone's jumping on the bandwagon and me personally can't get enough of it like i said me and my girlfriend leanne we love it you know i'm hoping to eventually have her on an episode to talk a bit about true crime i'm trying to entice her to get on the podcast i think it's going to take a bit of convincing but when i came up with the idea to kind of lean into true crime for a few episodes i didn't actually come up with the idea actually it was her that enticed me to kind of maybe talk about true crime for a bit maybe have an episode dedicated to it so i think it's only right that i convince her to come on for an episode or two since it was her idea for me to lean into it a bit so yeah hopefully i get her on for a few episodes today i wanted to talk about a couple of things in relation to true crime a few documentaries that i've watched recently a few of my favorite documentaries that i've watched in the past now all of these won't be serial killer documentaries some of them will be serial killers some of them will be just true crime stories that have been popularized in the media and got a lot of coverage i also want to discuss one or two true crime tv shows the quality up on netflix in the past couple of years has been great in terms of true crime shows so there's one or two shows in particular that i always go back and watch when i'm in the mood for true crime so i want to discuss them on this podcast the first thing i want to discuss on today's episode is the documentary entitled night stalker it focuses around the true life crimes and heinous acts of richard ramirez he was dubbed the night stalker for his crimes he was a home invader who was a murderer and a rapist and he also had counts of kidnapping as well he committed all his heinous acts and his murders across los angeles and was eventually caught in the end this documentary kind of follows the investigation leading to his arrest i remember the night i watched it with leanne it was around november of last year i think it must have been because it was snow in the night we watched it and i remember that in particular because that night when we were watching it we were so on edge because they're talking about home invasions you know we're living in our house and it's noisy at night you know you know how there's little creaks at night in the house and i don't know if you have this like in your house when you're just upstairs in bed and you hear a crick or a crack downstairs and you're thinking oh what's that did i lock the door 
are the doors locked are the windows open what's happening you know so that night we were particularly on edge it's not like we don't live in a safe place like where are the place we live is particularly safe like it's sound but because it was snowing out as well there was a lot of people going for walks so you could hear a crunch outside you know whenever whenever someone was walking by so that made us on edge too i remember when we finished the documentary we had to go outside just to look for ourselves to make sure no one was around which was awful funny yeah this documentary is so good it is dark it is gritty because a lot of the murders richard ramirez enacted were very gruesome and very very dark and i wouldn't say this is for the light-hearted you know if you're new to true crime maybe start with something a bit more not light because no element of true crime is very light but this is about a serial killer so it's pretty it's pretty dark you know but the documentary is very good i forget how many episodes there is in it i think it was like maybe 13 14 or something the whole documentary it goes into every aspect of his life as well it focuses a lot on the two detectives who are looking after the case who are tracking him there is a younger detective and an older detective paired up and they are tracking him and trying to find him once they do find him they what goes into richard ramirez's life as well why he was influenced to kill his upbringing had a lot to do with it i think you know in the documentary it specifies that when he was growing up he was in a drug infested house he only had like really one relative that he could count on in his cousin and his cousin enticed him to enlist in the army but because he failed the psychological exam he couldn't enlist in the army and he kind of bounced around for a while as a vagrant and eventually ended up getting into um, killing people I don't know how he got into that. As well as that, Richard Ramirez and his documentary has a link to another documentary that I want to talk about on the line. Not on this episode because I want to cover other things, but there's a documentary on the Cecil Hotel, which is a famous hotel in America where a lot of seedy crimes happened back in the 80s. You know, it's located on Skid Row where a lot of homeless people hang out and on Skid Row there's a lot of drug infested activity. You know, there's a lot of drugs on Skid Row and in the documentary Night Stalker it detailed that while Richard Ramirez was committing his crimes he was staying in Cecil Hotel and in the Cecil Hotel documentary it specifies that people would see Richard Ramirez returning back to the Cecil Hotel with blood all over his shirt and wouldn't say a thing so that's the kind of people who were staying in the Cecil Hotel back in the 80s you know so I thought that was awful not funny but it was awful interesting the way the two episodes are the two not podcasts jesus christ i can't talk today the two shows linked up like that one thing that really astounded me in this documentary was after they had caught richard ramirez and sent him to trial and the trial was going on the amount of women in the courtroom just to get a look at him and just kind of cheer him on almost was disturbing like i know that's the thing i don't know why it's a thing but i know that when there's a serial killer out there they're gonna have fans they're gonna have admirers what the fuck makes people come out of the woodwork for serial killers you know why are serial killers getting letters why are serial killers like having multiple relationships with women while they're in jail like what are the women getting from that i don't understand that like do they think oh i can change this person or oh he's misunderstood only i understand him it's the weirdest thing now i know most serial killers will be master manipulators but they're not in the position to manipulate people at that stage they're in jail so like how can they hold something over someone to keep them in the relationship how can they entice someone in to a relationship but i suppose maybe the allure 
uh, is already there because they're arrested they have all this mystery about them you know they killed someone but why did they kill them oh and maybe i can change them maybe i can be the one to prove he's innocent or something like that maybe it's something like that i don't know but i've always been very interested in and kind of astounded that people like richard ramirez who have killed multiple people will have admirers who are writing them letters every week telling them oh i love you i understand you i want to be with you he'd fucking murder you <laughs> why do you want to be with him that's one thing i'm always i've always been interested in you know when the documentary was ending it kind of showed a lot of the courtroom footage and he was always winking back at the women and he would dress up especially the women he'd have sunglasses on and i was thinking what is he getting out of that you know but again i think I, I just think it was all a show i think he wanted to go out as a rock star in his mind you know like i'm getting all this attention i might as well milk it you know i'm going to the jail for the rest of my life i might as well just make a meal out of it and we saw this happen a lot with other serial killers down the years as well for example ted bundy ted bundy was arrested his trial was put on but during his trial a lot of the people in the courtroom especially the women when interviewed after being in the courtroom said oh i don't think he could have done it because ted bundy had this charisma about him that was very appealing to women he had this face that you could trust he had this persona you know he's a law student he's very educated you know he's he's an i'm doing this in air quotes now you can't see me but i'm doing an air quote over outstanding member of the community and he set himself up that way so even when he was in trial even when evidence was being presented no one could really believe what they were hearing no one could believe the evidence and even the judge the judge that sentenced ted bundy i know i'm on a rant here about ted bundy but i think i need to just get it off my chest when ted bundy was sentenced to prison the judge said and this is like a quote judge said it's a waste of human life that you're being you know like you had potential you're a young man with an awful lot of potential you're talking to a serial killer i don't care if he was planning on being president of the united states it makes no difference what his intentions were with his career or his life or his family whatever the only thing that matters is the evidence that's in front of you and the fact that ted bundy's charisma was so good that it made a judge talk to him in such a respectful manner even though he had all the evidence in front of him that was amazing to me amazing in a bad way like i'm not praising ted bundy for having great charisma the man was a monster but what i'm trying to say is ted bundy had that charisma and it almost got him off there was times in the documentary where i thought jesus christ is he going to get off of this and there was multiple times where he escaped the law and he weaseled his way out of it with his charisma but in the end the evidence is going to stack up and in the ramirez case the evidence was stacked to the fucking ceiling so i just don't understand how the likes of richard ramirez the likes of ted bundy could be admired and have this allure to them when the evidence is right there i think it's definitely a social phenomenon thing because i don't know if it has to do with someone's psychology that they're attracted to serial killers or that it's an emotional thing and a, an emotional void they have or something but it is a very weird phenomenon to take place you know especially with ramirez and ted bundy the evidence was there like i said it was stacked to the fucking roof so i don't understand how people could ignore that and disconnect it in their brain and be like oh he seems like a nice guy he seems friendly it doesn't seem like he could have done that you know people were saying that about ted bundy but i doubt they were saying about ramirez ramirez came across very cold and callous in a lot of his courtroom appearances like he didn't care he was more focused on people that were there to see him than being present for the hearing you know it was almost like it was little it was the richard ramirez show and he was put on one last performance before he went to jail overall 
the show Night Stalker is a great watch. I absolutely loved the two detectives in it. The younger detective, I think it made his career. It was his, I don't know, he was, in, he was on the force for a couple of years, but this was his first big case. And he was partnered with a veteran cop. And the two of them worked together countless times to, in countless hours to try and bring Ramirez to justice. And like I mentioned before, the detectives play a big part in this documentary because the documentary just center around the investigation, the lead up to Ramirez's arrest. And the investigators stated that when he was arrested, they expected a big fight. They expected Ramirez to be very volatile, all over the place, very sporadic, uh, because again, like he was living on Skid Row, he was used to being very volatile. His crimes were very gruesome, very violent, so they were expecting a violent offender in their prison when they arrested him. However, this wasn't the case because the investigator said when he was arrested that he immediately recognized the veteran cop. The veteran cop had arrested and secured the takedown of some serial killer a couple of years before this. And Ramirez, I think, had followed that serial killer. And because this cop arrested him, ended up following the cop's career as well. And I suppose it was just lucky for the investigators that the head not the head investigator but the veteran cop was recognized by Ramirez and that Ramirez had respect for this cop because if he didn't he might have been really volatile and really aggressive towards the cops when they arrested him yeah they said he sang like a canary then he talked about his crimes like he was proud of it now there was an element of real psychology not psychology but psychopathy Ramirez came across as a real sociopath when he was talking about his murders and in his confessions he kind of boasted about killing a certain number of people and like the fact that he couldn't remember all the killings because there were so many of them and i remember watching part of the documentary when he was being detained and he was put in a transport vehicle to be brought to prison he was in a transport vehicle with a cop from a different precinct that was also investigating murders that they think were linked to ramirez so while they're on this bus ride to the prison Ramirez knew that this cop hadn't officially linked the crimes to him yet and just decided to throw in a small confession while he was on the bus to mock the cop and I don't think he said oh I did it but he named out the street and the address of one of the victims and he named the time that the victim was killed just to kind of mock the guard into being like how did you not figure that out when i was watching this documentary ramirez came across to me like someone who wanted to be famous for being a murderer you know certain people out there who relish the fact that they have done all these crimes and they've got away with it ramirez didn't want that ramirez pounced on every opportunity to claim his kill so that i think that's why he was so forward and open in not negotiations but the interrogation he told them exactly who he killed when he killed them and didn't leave anything out because he wanted his fame he wanted to claim his kill which was really really disturbing to be honest again i would highly recommend this documentary on netflix if you haven't seen it already especially if you're a big true crime fan 
It's not too gory, it's not too intense, especially if you're used to watching true crime, you should be grand watching it. Like I said, I watched it at 2am on a November snowy night, so that's why I found it a bit eerie, but I would definitely recommend watching it, it's definitely worth a watch. The documentary in general is laid out very well, the story is told very well. You know, when you're watching true crime documentaries, sometimes things get jumbled up and it becomes hard to follow. The layout of this documentary is very good, you can follow everything fairly easily and the storytelling ability of the investigators is top notch because they lived through all of this and I think it's probably burned into the back of their mind, you know, everything that happened to them while they were on this investigation. So I would definitely recommend watching Night Stalker on Netflix if you haven't already. If you have seen the episode, I'd love to hear your opinion. Again, I upload my episodes to Anchor FM and on there you can always leave me a voice message. Let me know what you think of the show, if you love it, if you hate it. I'd love to hear your opinion. Lastly on this episode, I want to talk about a TV show that I really love based around true crime called Mindhunters. It has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, an 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb, and there's two seasons available up on Netflix. The show is centered around the FBI. It focuses in on two FBI agents in particular, Holden Ford and Bill Tench, who are famous for pioneering and developing the modern day serial killer profiling techniques that they use in the FBI today. So this show is actually based around true events. Bill Tench, Holden Ford, these were real FBI agents who developed and pioneered these profiling techniques from actually interviewing serial killers. The show actually opens with Holden Ford going to negotiate with someone who has taken a hostage and is threatening to kill themselves and the hostage. He goes to the location and he starts negotiating with the kidnapper and he does all the techniques that he's taught to do. He's thinking, okay, I've gonna, I'm gonna talk this guy down and the guy ends up turning the gun on himself and shooting himself. And Holden Ford is completely taken aback. He's completely surprised because he's like, okay, none of these techniques work. Why didn't it work on this guy? And it snowballs from there and that kind of ignites the idea to come up with new profiling ideas and techniques to profile people's minds and to learn what makes people tick and then come up with new ways to negotiate with them, to work with them and to catch killers. The majority of the show focuses in on Holden Ford and him going down the rabbit hole of serial killers. To develop this new profiling technique and this new science, Holden Ford and Bill Tench have to go and interview serial killers who are serving life sentences. So the majority of the show is Holden Ford, like I said, falling down the rabbit hole and getting in the mind of serial killers. One serial killer in particular, Edmund Kemper. Edmund Kemper was a serial killer, I think back in the 1970s. He famously killed a lot of co-ed students around his hometown, as well as killing his mother as well. He was famous for his height as well. He was six foot nine. He was a big burly looking motherfucker, but he also had an IQ of 145. So he was very smart. He actually was able to trick doctors and pass a psychological exam before he ended up turning himself in for his murders. In the show, Holden Ford relies a lot on Edmund Kemper to kind of walk him through the world of serial killers, how they think, how they act, and through this, 
Holden Ford and Edmund Kemper kind of develop a two-way relationship. Edmund Kemper wants to talk to someone, he wants to show off his bravado as a smart, intelligent serial killer, and Holden Ford needs someone who can understand these minds that he's talking to. He needs someone to walk him through things, who has an insight, so it's a two-way street. In Mindhunters there are many other serial killers featured, including Charles Manson and the son of Sam, David Berkowitz. Fun fact, the actor who played Charles Manson in this series also played Charles Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Another serial killer that's featured in this show is the BTK killer. He's kind of on the loose in the show. They haven't kind of caught up to him yet. They haven't realized that he's out there killing people, but it's always in the background. They cut to him at the end of every show and he's either killing someone or getting ready to kill someone. It's very interesting, this show. I would definitely give it a watch if you are a fan of true crime. If you're a fan of the FBI as well and how they develop their techniques, if you're a fan of law enforcement and how they go about developing techniques, it's very interesting. It's very informative as well. The cast in the show are excellent in my opinion. Jonathan Groff, Holt McElhaney, Anna Torv and Cameron Britton. Cameron Britton plays... Edmund Kemper, he is excellent in that role. He's a stand-up performance for me. Jonathan Groff, I would know him from other stuff, including Glee and Hamilton, but he really shows off his range here. He's excellent in this show. Holt McElhaney, really stoic, really great actor. And Anna Torv comes in as a new profiler who is getting in on the ground floor of this new developing science. She's very good in this show too. Overall, this show does a very good job at informing their audience about serial killers, the science behind profiling serial killers, and the history behind the FBI as well. I would definitely recommend watching Mindhunters if you haven't already. Like I said, it's available up on Netflix and there's two seasons. I hope to God that they release a season three because season two ended on kind of a cliffhanger and again, they have the BTK killer to find. So I think they have plenty to do for season three. It's just a matter of time when it's released. This is where I'm going to end today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed this. It was something different. Like I mentioned before, I do want to talk more about true crime, but it is very intense to talk about true crime in an episode, and it is very heavy, so I think it's only best to dedicate full episodes to talking about true crime because I want to get into depth about the documentaries, the TV shows that I watch, and even like YouTube channels that I watch as well because there are a couple of YouTubers out there who have channels dedicated to true crime cases again i hope you all enjoy this kind of content you can always follow my podcast up on anchor fm and spotify you can listen to me up there and like always i would love to hear your opinion on these shows if you've seen mind hunters if you've seen night stalker i'd love to hear your opinion if you love it or hate it i do attach links to my episodes on anchor fm so you can leave me voice messages leaving me your opinion up there. I also have a YouTube channel if you'd like to subscribe to that as well. I post up podcast content, updates on the podcast, and all that kind of good stuff. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. This has been Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. Thanks for listening.